we all none of us really know. <laughs> none of us I really know. know. I know. No, I, I, I know. I know. Perfect timing, Keith. Keith, what's up? Your favorite boy? movie of all time. Step nine. Oh, good. How is there any other choice than remember the Titans being number one? I'm curious. <laughs> I'm spoiling mine, but so, well, let's let's see. Here we go. Yeah, that's a good, good I'm question. I'm not even on top. You shouldn't be talking at this point. <laughs> Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to Apocalypse Movies and Apocalypse Now, the movie hangout show here on Apocalypse Movies, as we are live once a week on Tuesday evenings at 7 o'clock Pacific. Uh, it is the three-man show tonight, the OG, uh, I wanted to say OG Avengers, but the OG Apocalypseers. There the OG we go. Apocalypseers. Uh Gio, myself, and Jacob are here to talk a lot of TV. Some very, very cool TV as far as comic books go. Um, and we're going to be getting into Moon Knight. We're going to be getting into Peacemaker. As well as what 2022 has in store for MCU Disney+. Plus. Uh, so shout out to all of you who are watching. And all of you who will be joining us very, very soon. Maybe even back on the replay as well. Uh, that is what we have in store for you all tonight. But before we get to that, let's go ahead and see how the fellas are doing. Since we didn't have a show last week. Jacob, Gio... The resident Niner fans, USOBs. <laughs> oh, how are you guys I, doing? I saw Star Drew's comment. I just had to wear this hat. Yes, I, I wasn't going to say anything. I was just going to subtly wear a Niners hat just for a, a shout out. But doing good, you know. I uh, was sick last week, but as I was telling you, Jake, like recovering from being sick kind of feels like a new life. It's like, all right, I'm ready to go. Like I'm just so grateful to be healthy. That's that's all. That's all I'm saying. That's fair. Yeah. I mean, first off, those of you who keep doubting the 49ers, keep that energy. We need it. I love, and real quick, I love how the LA Rams tried to limit tickets to just LA County. I don't think they realize how many Niner fans are in LA County, but whatever. Um, I'm doing good, you know, just trying to maneuver my way through Omicron. You know, it's it's crazy, man. It's it's uh, from what I read, what I hear, and those I know uh, who catch it, it's not as deadly, but it's still just a trip seeing people I know get it, you know. So uh, be safe out there. Wash your hands. Yes. How's everything else going besides the Niners stuff? Because, you know, that's not all that matters in the world. So. It's not? <laughs> no, it's not. Oh, I mean, other than that, it's it's been okay. It's, I mean, you know, I, I try to stay off of film Twitter, but, you know, it's every time I go on there, it's like a, a fight, like a, like a knife fight, a bar fight, you know, between people. Well, and you whatnot. make it a fight. You make it a fight. Not me. No, I'm, I'm pretty laid back compared to others. <laughs> um, but, man, dude, it's just... I don't know. It's just it, it, it's crazy right now between, you know, trying to find a place for myself and, um, you know, stay healthy and whatnot. And it seems like it feels like there's no movies coming out in January, you know, that came out in January, you know, like just well, scream. I was just, just going to ask you, has it has either of you seen scream? I was going to go see it like I, I didn't buy tickets yet, but I had plan. I was going to planning to go see it and then I got sick. And I was gonna try go watch it with Keith actually when he was in town back in town, and so we haven't I haven't got a chance to see it yet. How is Scream? 
Oh, did you it see is it? Effing awesome. I've heard really good things. It is. So it's it's in my opinion, it's the best sequel. It's right behind oh. the original for me. Oh, yeah, yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So the best yeah. other than the first. Yeah. My ranking, my ranking goes one, five, two, four, three. And nice. four and two kind of flip and flop depending on how I watch them. Five, it's awesome. I've it, heard it, it's it's very much like uh this this isn't like the greatest comparison, but you know how Mandalorian was so good just because John Favreau is like a fan, mm-hmm. like he's just a fan. You could tell that these these oh, it's the guys who did Ready or Not. They are fans yeah. of Scream. They are a hundred percent fans of Scream. And I you know after loved watching it. Ready or Not, I could totally see like those sensibilities transferring uh-huh. over to Scream so uh-huh. well. Like, yeah, that's yeah. And I some really, really, watch it. really well done, brand new characters. Um, I actually think for those of you who watch it, Sarah, the character, Sarah, the character Sarah is my favorite addition since the original. I think she is a brilliant really? character. Nice. Um, oh, go nice watch it. Movie. Like it's if you've seen the screen movies, go watch it. It's fun. It's it's just it's a great turn. Yeah. On on the franchise. So. I'm actually really excited to see it. <laughs> I am cool. You know, Jake, real quick, you touched on like they seem to really love this mm. franchise, those who took over. And I just thought about like, even though I haven't seen Ghostbusters Afterlife yet, like obviously Jason director, Reitman, man, same thing. Yeah. And Afterlife I mean, is good. Yeah. And then I think about Bad Boys for Life and Adi and Bilal and how they were huge fans of Bad Boys. And look how that movie Are they doing back. They're doing Batgirl, right? They're doing Batgirl. Yeah. I'm yeah. stoked oh, for yeah. that. that first, awesome. By the way, that first look image, her suit. Badass. They I need to make it, it a theatrical release, though. Fire. I hope they, they do, because they turned they turn <clears> Blue <throat> they Beetle will. into a theatrical release. So they Come will. on, Discovery. I, I Let's go. I hope. Um, yeah. <laughs> all right. Oh, well, real like quick, I said, uh, oh, I ahead, wanted to bring ahead, up something, because I the one silver lining in being sick is you can catch up on stuff you've been wanting to watch. Like, because what else are you supposed to do? You got to sit in bed. Was one of those Peacemaker? No, I was. I started watching Peacemaker <laughs> right away, but um, that would have been a good, you know, <laughs> uh, segue earlier later. But um, no, I, look, I watched the show Euphoria. I binged the whole series oh. so far, and look, I'm. It's a weird show. Like it's a crazy show. <laughs> I if if anybody has seen it, but it it might be hard to watch for some people, but uh, but it is actually really good. And Zendaya is amazing in it. She's great. You wouldn't expect her to be in that type of show. Mm-mm. It's funny. Uh, Gab and I watched it, and um, I never, I, I never watched the last episode of last season. Oh, I just, really? I just stopped. Like I lost yeah. track of it, and I'm still at that point. I have never gone back and watched it. And now the second season is here. So yeah, no, it's interesting. There's like a ton of characters in that show. I don't even really care about the Zendaya character and what's going on with her and her friends. It's more about like the drug dealer and mm-hmm. what's going on with him and all that stuff is really cool. So it, you know, check it out. If it's, if you know, it's for you from the trailers. So it's pretty good. Would, would you say it's along the lines of movies like Requiem for a dream and trance starring James oh, McAvoy? Like, you know how it's all those, trippy. So, but it, it is oh. kind of like that, but oh, okay. at the same time, the show kind of, in a way it kind of makes doing drugs like they try to make doing drugs like look fun so it, i mean geo to an extent to your be. question to an extent yes it's not um, fun. 
it's exactly it's uh, <laughs> to, to an extent it definitely is kind of in comparison to those movies but it, it definitely like there's specific editing styles and the way that the camera works and the acting is really really the good lighting off the charge yeah it's it's very trippy it's kind of like the best way that i can explain it is that it's just very trippy so yeah. Well, I'm going to have to take a something I watch. and watch it. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Well, before we get to uh, any TV discussion here, we always start the show with one single thing, and that is the movie watching challenge. Um, the movie watch challenge is going to be a little different today and a little bit different going forward. Uh, it's still going to be a, the main part, not the main part, the beginning part of the show, excuse me. Um, and as you may have noticed last couple weeks, we weren't able to get to Gio's uh, review of V for Vendetta, but he was able to shoot a single video of himself reviewing the movie on the channel. So that video is up there. Um, and we decided, you know what, why not put a little bit more content on the channel? So going forward, all reviews for movies for the movie watching challenge will be videos of that person, or maybe even a couple reviewing directly for the channel. They won't be on now. Um, what will be on now is a little discussion about the movie that person is going to be challenged to. So, Geo, that part now goes to you. You did challenge someone at the end of that video, but maybe the viewers didn't see that video. Who did you challenge, and what did you challenge them to? Well, to find out, you're going to have to watch the... No, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> so, at the end of the video, I figured, you know what? The 49ers are hot in the playoffs right now. This would be a good opportunity, and maybe the only opportunity for the foreseeable future until football season starts back up. I challenged Jacob to the second greatest football movie of all time, in my opinion, and maybe Jacob will agree after he sees it. It's a movie called the program focuses have it, it focuses on the college football program and all the pressure that comes with playing for your school and endorsements and all that kind of stuff that comes with the college scene and um, I think it's a really interesting study, much like Oliver Stone and Any Given Sunday, about the psyche, except these aren't professional players. These are college players who are right on the cusp of making it. And in my opinion, it's some of the hardest-hitting football scenes you'll see in any movie. I can't wait for you to watch it, Jacob, especially because <laughs> you do a fancy football channel. I think... I don't know. I think you'll have a different perspective on how tough and brutal the physical physicality of football is. So I'm excited for you to watch it. Yeah, no, it was interesting. Curtis. Because when you Sorry. when you told me about it, uh, I was like, what? <laughs> what movie? <laughs> the program. And I looked into it. I was like, oh, James okay. Con, right? Geo, James Con. James Con. Yeah. And first of all, you said James Gunn. I was like, you'll recognize no. <laughs> like Omar Epps and uh it's crazy man i can't wait for you to watch it dude you you're gonna want to go to the gym after you see it <laughs> i'm sure no it, it looks interesting and i am excited to watch it uh geo when we did our favorite sports movie was this on your list i think it was there's yeah, no way it couldn't have been on my list we know our infamous part of our intro is brian shitting on me about remember the titans <laughs> not being my number one sports movie so uh, i'm guessing uh it's it was mentioned on your list when we did that uh yeah wait so you say it's the second best sports movie or football movie is the number one remember the titans for you it's remember the titans okay okay i thought it was yeah. any given sunday possibly but uh any given yeah, sunday i'm excited yeah 
I'm yeah. definitely so, excited. Side note, this isn't about the program, but I just watched Any Given Sunday for the first time a month ago. Ooh, oh, what'd you, you think? think? It was yeah. awesome. Yeah. Uh, awesome. I, I've been on this binge of watching like old movies, old movies I've never seen. And it was on HBO yeah. Max. I'm like, oh, like, why not give this a watch? And uh, I had no idea what it was about. Like, I knew it was about football, obviously. Like, duh. I knew Jamie Foxx was in it. I knew Al Pacino was in it. Like, clearly. I didn't know that there were that many people in it and that many cameos <laughs> from different like real life football players. Um, Jim Brown, Lauren, or Lawrence Taylor. You got yeah. Dennis I mean, T.O. T.O. showed up at one point randomly. You gotta. I mean, it was yeah, yeah. It was good. It was good. So I'm, I'm fine. I'm excited. I finally watched it. So. A young Cameron Diaz. Mm. That's yeah. awesome. <laughs> You're right. You're right. Um. All right. Let's go ahead and move on. We're gonna get into some TV, everybody. Uh. Look, we're a movie channel, but doesn't mean we watch any television. Um. No, we 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 like to watch everything here, and especially when it comes to comic book stuff. So before we get to Peacemaker, we're gonna start with Moon Knight. Moon Knight dropped his first official teaser trailer last week. Um. There is a reaction up on the channel from Brian and myself. Uh, so Gio and Jacob haven't been able to talk about it publicly yet on the show because we didn't have a show last week. Um, it was like a, a minute, minute and a half or so, but we get really a good look at what this show is going to be all about, uh, the different style and look and vibe to it compared to what Marvel has brought to it in the past. Oscar Isaac, Ethan Hawke um, leading this show. Gentlemen, what did you think of the first look at Moon Knight? Jacob? I... For somebody who doesn't know much about Moon Knight, other than what Brian tells me, um, <laughs> I it looks very intriguing. It, it really does. I I'm a huge fan of Oscar Isaac's. Like he's amazing. He's incredible. Best. My favorite role of his is Ex Machina. Like he's crazy good in that. And you know I how know much Jake, I love that. I know Jake loves that movie too. And but he's been in a ton of stuff. Like he's he's a superstar. Uh, a list actor, Geo. Come at me if you don't believe so. But uh, <laughs> apocalypse was no, so. But um, no. It, for I'll just say that I don't care that the white suit doesn't make sense. The white suit looks absolutely incredible. Why does it, it make does. sense? Wait, who's saying no? Well, that? No, a lot of people say, why would a superhero that primarily comes out at night wear a white suit? Like, and I know his the thing is he wants the people to see him coming. Like. He wants well, that and the, it's the not the best to like Egypt. They wore white robing, dude. No, like, come on. No, that makes sense too. But I'm saying a lot of people say like, oh, it's dumb for a superhero to wear all white. Like, because <laughs> first of all, it's going to get dirty. <laughs> Second of all, it's going to um like if it's at night, they can see you easily. But regardless of that, I don't even care. It looks incredible. Like, uh -huh. Uh -huh. <laughs> imagine getting like your own full moon night suit that would be so cool like it it looks i'm great, sure brian's gonna buy one yeah i um i'm a little like i look i know the character has different personas that he takes on i'm curious about that that can go that can be done very well or be done very poorly so i'm curious how that's gonna go but overall it looks great ethan hawk Love me some Ethan Hawk, so I'm excited. So, real quick, Gio, before we get to your thoughts, Brian did comment because he is watching before that's he where I was gonna his, start his yeah. sports game. Um, and excuse the language, everybody, as I put this on screen. But in the comics, Moon Knight literally says, I want my enemies to see me. I'm not a blank like Batman. <laughs> so, like Batman. so, why not? Why not? I mean, oh, hey, yeah, I, you know, who, and who Brian, cares if it's white, like, Brian has said that. No, I have no problem for it, but I'm just saying what other people say, but. Brian has said that before too. Yeah. 
What's with all the what's with all these shots at Batman? I mean, <laughs> I go back to the first it's because he's the best Geo. That's why. I, right, I get, but the first teaser for Titans was uh, oh, as Batman, if Batman, and then but, we're about hey, to talk that, about that line worked really well. It did really yeah. well. It did, yeah. When, when once I saw it in context, and then we'll talk about peacemaker and what he says about Batman. And now what Brian said, like, well, it's what Jake says. It's everybody takes a shot. Batman's the best, like the best superhero of all time. Like yes. he's the, the guy. And the I guy. mean, some people say Superman, I'm, but to yeah, me, I'm, it's Batman. And I'm not, so it, I'm, it's I'm like, not. remember when the warriors were running the NBA, everybody's Just taking a shot at the warriors. The well, the no, I mean, I, t- I take shot of the warriors no matter what. Like, yeah, for sure. But everybody takes, you got to take a shot at the best. Same so thing. Why I take a shot at the Lakers because they're the Lakers? Like, who cares? I'm, I'm not that's as triggered as point. I'm coming off. I'm just, I'm just. It's, it's an observation. And the Niners, like, I just, I want to do it because they're the Niners. <laughs> it's an no, but I think it's a sign of respect, Geo. Honestly, yeah, no, totally. Uh, that's you know, it's, it's how it is. But uh, Moon Knight. Well, uh, let me start by saying, look, myself, and I feel like a lot of people who are going to watch this aren't that familiar with Moon Knight, but that's okay. Um, when Iron Man first came on the big screen, it was, you guys would say he was a B tier character in the comics. Yeah, because Marvel mm-hmm. sold their A tier, their X-Men and Spider-Man. Yeah, mm-hmm. their A tier. So Moon Knight would be in the C tier, you would say, right? I mean, he definitely have it has his niche audience, but he's probably below the Captain America's, the Iron Man's, the Black Panthers right, yeah. of the world. He's at, you know? I would say at most, at highest a C tier. Yeah, yeah, C tier. Yeah. But you know what? That doesn't matter because Marvel has gotten you to become invested into their brand. They know that when they introduce a new character, the character is going to be badass. <clears throat> it's going to be a character with multiple levels layered. And a character that you'll grow to love very quickly. Um, I mean, we saw that in the previous Disney Plus shows. The way I see Moon Knight, because I, I just saw rewatched the, the trailer within the last hour. If Marvel were to do anything similar to DC's 29, 2019 Joker, this is what it is. I mean Oscar Isaac looks like he's going to another level with his yeah. performance. Like Jacob said, tapping into different personas. It looks like it's going to touch on that mental psyche stuff. And I mean, you're throwing some Kid Cudi in there. So That was trippy when I heard Dan Knight. Like I was like, yeah. oh, they're going here <laughs> right now. Yeah, perfect. Perfect, because you know anybody who listens to Kid Cudi, it it just you know what his music is all about. I'm Jacob, like like you said, I'm intrigued. I'm intrigued. I know very little about the character, but that's not going to stop me from watching this, learning, and ultimately becoming a big fan of the character. At the end of this show, Moon Knight will be a household name, like previous Marvel characters, because that's what they do. I was just going to say, and, and Gordon and Andy both said it in the chat, look what they did with Shang-Chi and Guardians. Mm-hmm. They made people love a talking tree and a talking raccoon, right? Yeah. Like, it's it's clearly, like, at this point, and I know that we say this a lot, but Marvel could literally throw any character at us, and if they put an actor in the role and they put a project around it, more than likely, we are going to love the character. Like, they have they have taken these very obscure different wacky characters 
and turned it into something that we really want to see. The characters that we knew nothing about, right? For most people, Guardians of the Galaxy might be their favorite thing in the MCU. Right knee, right now, right knee, right knee, what the hell? Right now, <laughs> Shang-Chi is the hottest thing in Marvel. Like, Shang-Chi is the guy, right? We want to know when he's coming next. And Moon Knight could very well be that next big thing. Also, something that we haven't talked about, but we've seen it maybe a few times with MCU properties, but they're they're going to touch on real world things and the personality disorder side of it is what I'm talking about specifically. Sure. Something that a lot of people go through on a daily basis of dealing with something like that, whether it's on a lower scale or a, or a very severe scale. Um it's going to open the world and maybe their eyes a little bit more to something like this that's happening. Obviously not the, the ancient Egyptian side of it all. And you know, like that stuff, the magical side of it, if, if you will. But um, it just, I really appreciate when a project, especially when it comes to comic books, takes a character that we know that we're excited about that can be really huge and flips it on its head and talks about something that's in the real world. And I know I talk about it all the time, but that's what Captain America, the Winter Soldier did so well with politics, right? Yeah. And that's why that movie turned the MCU into something completely different because it was the first of its kind to be a comic book movie that had a subgenre. This is a comic book show that has a subgenre of the psych, the psycho thriller, right? Like it, it's going to play with these ideas of something that we've never seen before around a comic book character. And having these personalities in, I have a feeling that the directors and the creators are going to have like, um, they're going to do certain like cut shots and zoom ins and stuff that kind of play with you to play to that personality side of it all, because he's going to be flipping things in and out in a heartbeat. Right. We see that one shot in the trailer where he's in the truck and he's holding a gun. And all of a sudden he like, doesn't recognize that he's holding the gun. Yeah, That's crazy. He's two people in, in a split second. And mm -hmm. yeah. you have to be able to, and I think split, I think this is what split did very, very well with M night is that each character that James McAvoy was playing had like a different camera angle or vibe to the shot. Mm -hmm. yeah. And I think that's what this show is really going to do is when we see those personalities of Oscar Isaac playing him, it's going to be like, okay, maybe this shot, this shot's a little bit lower or this shots from the side or, Maybe he just has the slightly deeper voice on this one. It's like these minor tweaks that when you know that that happens, his personality has shifted. And Dude, he's going to have seen several that different accents too, I think. Oh, yeah. Oh, I, I think so too. Yeah. And Brian, I know Brian's in the chat. And you, Brian, let it, I don't, I know it's hard in comic books, but do the, do the personalities come with like different backgrounds or are they all kind of based in his area? Kind of like Split was where, Maybe one just has a higher pitched voice compared to the other or something like that. So, yeah. I mean, did you guys notice that he has to like chain himself to his bed at night? Like, yeah. That he has to lock himself to his own bed yeah. so he doesn't get up in the middle of the night and leave, mm -hmm. which mm -hmm. is crazy. But <laughs> we know what happens. What, something's going to happen to where either he forgets or the chain breaks. Or one of his personas could probably just get out of it easily. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I mean, it's obviously going to be crazy. Um, I think this is like, obviously, there's a lot of actors that can play this role, but something for, this for something for Oscar Isaac is really, really good. Like, because the guy has layers as an actor, and 
he's not just playing a throwaway comic book character, right? Like I know that Apocalypse isn't a throwaway character, but like he's a major character, but but it just that didn't was work a, out. Yeah, that was a throwaway role for him. Mm-hmm. This is something that like he can really sink his teeth into and make his own while also paying homage to what came before him with Moon Knight in the comic books. And I've already seen online, like there's certain things of, you know, I know that the character in the comics was Jewish, but Oscar Isaac isn't Jewish and like certain things are tweaked, but you have to remember that not everything translates from the page perfectly to it will on screen, right? It's going to be a little different here and there. And Oscar Isaac is going to give everything that he has to the role and the role will give it back to him. Yeah. And didn't, did Apocalypse die? He did, right? Yes. yes. Sure he, uh, yeah, he yeah. died. Phoenix. Uh, oh, Phoenix him. smashed That's him. right yeah. at the end. Yeah. That's, so, like, that's how much I forgot about that movie. He cared. I, I I heard Oscar Isaac was like gave his all in that role. Like he whatever he was direction he was given, he was he cared about that role, but he knew it was a one and done. This can continue, which is yeah. really exciting. And like he's one of the best actors working today. So I, I'm so stoked that he gets to be this role. And it's cool that. I'm sure most movie stars or most actors are like, hey, if I'm going to start an MCU movie, I want to start in a film. Like, I want to make my first debut in a movie. But this Oscar Isaac doesn't care. He's like, hell yeah, I'll do this Disney Plus show. So I love that. Well, yeah, I mean, you look at the reception of other Marvel shows, you know, you got Elizabeth Olsen. Hot actress in Hollywood. Mm -hmm. Got a lot of juicy roles. She's killing it. You got Anthony Mackie, Sebastian Stan. You got Papa Doc. Yeah. Tom Hiddleston <laughs> and so on and so forth. You know, like, yeah, everybody would love a movie and whatnot. But I think even they realize that the whole thing, Hollywood has shifted, you know, definitely. We're more streaming now because you can do more. You can have more mm-hmm. freedom. You can dive deeper into the character. Well, we're going to talk about that pretty soon with Peacemaker. And, um, I think for a character like Moon Knight, it definitely fits better, at least introduction wise, on Disney Plus, where you can have six 45 minute episodes or 50 minute episodes or whatnot to really take your time, time that you wouldn't have on the big screen. This so. this character needs needs the backstory, right? No, He's I not a character that yeah. you can't just throw into um a civil war right like something with black panther like clearly we want to know the bat the backstory of black mm-hmm. panther but you could throw him into civil war because mm-hmm. he could fit and you know like okay that dude is king moon knight yeah. he you don't know who he is geo you're right you you have to like it was the best decision to put him on on a screen a small screen and you know as much as oscar isaac is like yeah i i want a good role marvel threw him something that isn't just a comic book character like sure the dude puts on a suit and he fights up bad guys and werewolves and and like like which by the way i'm flipping stoked for werewolves and mummies and like all somebody said they mm. saw like a werewolf in the trailer but you can't really tell Do, well so it it's the one that he's punching yeah yeah That's which crazy. i that, like, that side what? of it like i am i'm flipping stoked yeah. to see werewolves, werewolves and mummies man. and everything but like when you when you go to an actor like oscar isaac right like the dude has had some incredible roles and you're Marvel, he's going in thinking, oh, they want to pitch me a new character to possibly join the Avengers, the MCU, probably an eight-movie contract, etc. They drop on the table a four-personality character with uh, personality disorder, 
a six episode, eight episode, whatever series. And we're really diving into who this character is. There's no way he's going to say no. Like that, that's a role. If it didn't say Marvel over it and it didn't come from a comic book, that's a role that gets you an Emmy, right? And yeah. it very well could get you an Emmy, even if it is MCU, but you don't see this in in MCU or uh, comic book stuff. You don't. You did, don't uh, see. Like, did something. WandaVision get Emmy nominations? Yes, it did. It did. Yeah. yeah. So this could definitely get some Emmy nominations for sure. Agreed. Yeah. And yeah, this is also, this is a big thing too, because this is the first, this is the first show on Disney Plus for the MCU that is coming from an unknown character. Right, we had Wanda and Vision in the first one. We had Falcon and Bucky in the second one. We had Loki, and then we had Hawkeye. Oh, that's a good point. They're all characters that all appear in movies. This first. is really going to yeah. be a good test to that's, see that's a how the point. audience translates to the small screen. Being that Moon Knight is really a completely unknown character to the mass audience in the Marvel fan base. Yeah. Do you guys think Moon Knight, this character Moon Knight, played by Oscar Isaac, is gonna has the potential to like? move up the ranks in the MCU and be like somebody that we're going to see a lot of. Um, I don't know if we'll see him in like Avengers stuff. I have a feeling they're putting something together on the small screen that I will absolutely blow my head, my top off about. Yeah. Some of the more like supernatural characters. I swear and stuff. to God. No, I swear <laughs> to God. If I see daredevil and moon Knight together, I'm going to lose. Oh, my shit. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, I'm going to lose oh, okay. my shit. Yeah, I mean, I think he does. Obviously, he fits in well with like the blade and and those Moon Knight, yeah. Punisher, Daredevil, uh, uh, even something like Ghost Rider. Like, give blade it to and, me now, and Blade and Blade. Give it <laughs> yes. to me now. Yeah, no, I I agree. I think there's gonna be like this segment of Marvel in movies and TV where it's more focused on those type of characters. Well, and, and I don't know if you guys know this, but Brian brought it up. There's a, there's a group called midnight sons in the comic books. That's ghost Rider, blade. Uh, it's all those supernatural yeah. characters. It's like their own version of the Avengers. Like even Dr. Strange, I think has dealt with that as well. Um, they could very well be putting together a version of the midnight suns where you have moon Knight. You have Blade. You have maybe even Daredevil's thrown in the mix. Like it that maybe that's like you know how Netflix did the Defenders. Like what if that's like Disney Plus's version of the Defenders, where it's Midnight Suns? Yeah, that would be awesome. Like I, I think they could definitely do that. I think they definitely could do that. And I do want to say really quick, um, R.I.P. to Gaspar Ulil. That was yeah, tragic yeah, that yes. he passed away. Like period that he passed away. That's tragic. But especially like right on the cusp of this show coming out, his career, at least like for United States, was gonna like or North America, he was gonna blow up because he I heard he was big in France already. He was like but, he was like an A-list actor over there. Yeah, exactly. So he was about he was about to blow up, and that's so unfortunate that he passed away. So yeah, R.I.P. Wear a helmet while you're skiing, everybody. Absolutely, yeah. I don't even know. Um, skiing, so. <laughs> uh, all right. Any final thoughts on Moon Knight, gentlemen, before we uh, we move on? When does it release? March 30th. Oh, that's right around the corner. 26 wow. days after Batman, somebody said. I want to say whatever, whatever uh, shade of white that is on the suit, it just looks so like attractive. I can't I'm wait to see it. like it looks... mummy guts and 
werewolf blood and everything all on the suit, suit. Oh, like it's the, gonna be awesome. the shade of white that it is just looks so good it makes you feel the good. fact that he's love fighting it. like those type of characters gets me so soaked because i love like Brent, the brennan fraser mummy is like one of my favorite guilty pleasure yeah, movies of like right. all time and and that Still type of one stuff, of our we best don't... watch alongs too it's no <laughs> it is our best watch along <laughs> i don't know why it has that many views but it does um i we don't get enough of that stuff like we don't get yeah. enough of the history side of things especially in that culture um and i'm a history buff like this stuff gets me juice but when you wrap the mcu around it like sign me the f up oh yeah so um yeah. all right gentlemen let's let's go ahead and move on to the next one on the list uh we're gonna move from marvel we're gonna get over to the dc and one of their first original hbo max um series is uh kicking some ass right now uh <laughs> we have four episodes in on a peacemaker the James Gunn created, developed, written, and directed for the first three episodes. I mean, the last couple um, uh, series over there starring John Cena as the character of Peacemaker, as well as a couple others from the Suicide Squad film. Uh, we're just going to have an open discussion about what we think about this show so far. There's four episodes. A lot has happened. Like, a lot has happened so far in four episodes. <laughs> <laughs> and there's four more to go. We will definitely be recapping the season at the end after the next four um, I can't say this, Mr. Sean Wingblade wants to join after the last eight or the last four of them. So he'll be with us on the season end oh, yeah. discussion. I'm down. Um, but Geo, since you're the DC guy on the panel here, uh, I want you to start us off here. Maybe bring up something specific to talk about thoughts on Peacemaker. I mean, I'm going to start with the reactions because there was a lot of DC fans who were not very excited about Peacemaker. I mean, there are so many characters in DC Comics that you could do a show on, do a movie on, and you choose John Cena's Peacemaker. But Warner Brothers has complete faith in James Gunn, and it looks like they got it right because Peacemaker is an absolute hit. <clears throat> I am surprised by how much I'm enjoying this show. Um. And I thought I would, honestly, because I enjoyed Suicide, the Suicide Squad. And if you didn't enjoy that movie, you will, at the very least, find this entertaining. But if you didn't, this probably isn't for you. It's definitely James Gunn humor in there. Raunchy, vulgar. It's like the ultimate James Gunn humor. Inappropriate. Yeah, no boundaries. <laughs> yeah. And it's a role that was perfectly made for John Cena. <laughs> yeah. Given his lim limited range as an actor. It's surprisingly deep, thought-provoking. Touches heavy on the tear and wear of childhood abuse and growing up with, you know, just abusive parents, father in this case, played by Robert Patrick. Brilliant. such a great addition Brilliant. i love i love that his role isn't just a throwaway role either right and um last thing i'll say in the opening <laughs> the opening wow so okay yeah like the opening is ridiculous i gotta bring this up before i forget about it but i died yeah when he said this. that's hilarious I like that that goes to <laughs> the writing of james gunn like how like just in tune he is right and in playing to the character um 
Yeah, the opening credits are are fantastic. I will say this though. Um, I wish it was only for the first episode. Uh, I wish it was kind of a special thing that was only for the drop. And then it goes into just like a like a logo thing for the next so many. Because I'll be honest, I do skip them after the first episode. I well, don't. at least you can skip them right away if you don't prefer it. Yeah, I, I just... Time, but yeah. It, and I know that it was like a big giant production. Like, I get it. But it would have been perfect if it was just for that one episode. <laughs> like a nice celebration. And then boom. Like So the but, first time I saw it, I was like what the hell is going on <laughs> and then this but the second time i saw it i was like this is hilarious so i actually had the opposite effect like the first time i was like this is weird and then each episode i started to like it more and more so i actually watch it full all the way through my, my favorite part is when uh eagly goes full eagle and just yeah eagle, that's hilarious out, you know? <laughs> yeah um but no Gio, you're right it's 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 not just a slap a slapstick comedy show right around around the comic book character uh he definitely has his moments like <clears throat> peacemaker let's be real the dude is a moron like the guy is an absolute moron um but he gets stuff done and whether or not it's in his whether or not it's in a uh, the right way he gets things done uh but he's dealing with things on his own terms right it's whatever we may think of the character after the suicide squad and what he had to do and you know look he killed rick flag and and they touch and, on that they, in this last episode, they touched on that, which was which was a, a very surprising moment that they did that. I think and kind they of did like it in how the it happened. Episode two, or one oh, of the episodes, they, they I think touched it was the on it one. more than okay. once. Yeah, okay. yeah. Um, and you know, he 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 does things that are very outrageous, like that would never work in our world. Um, but they're dealing with his psyche, right? He's trying to change the over, like the overarching thing that continues to be popped up is like. Is he a superhero? Is he a villain? Right. Obviously, at the end of the series, it's probably going to be one way. Uh, we'll find out officially like how he feels and how he's going to be doing things going forward. He's probably really going to be finding himself through the series like we've seen so far. Um, but I think the show also really works because of the characters that James Gunn put around him. Um, he put some really, really good characters around him. And my favorite uh uh, I, I think Harcourt is one of the best characters added to DC in so yeah. long. She's awesome. Um, I know that she's James Gunn's girlfriend, Jennifer Holland, but I think the the role in general is written brilliantly. Um, uh, and just the way that Jennifer Holland plays the character and how she bounces off of Peacemaker, uh, I thoroughly enjoy that character. Also, side note, she's supposed to be in Black Adam. I don't know if you yes. heard that. Uh, yes. But apparently she also shows up in Black Adam. Her character? Um, her character, yeah. Okay. Which I'm is, glad which is a, I hope it's her character because I don't want one of these situations where it's like an actor playing two roles in the same universe. No, 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 no. Yeah. Har so Harcourt's actually a really big uh, DC character. Um, she's actually a pretty pretty important character. So she's kind of going to be bouncing around a little bit, which is really cool. Uh, and we can talk spoilers here, but I also love the fact that they tied in Amanda Waller and we actually got to see Viola Davis. Dude, that was a surprise. Yeah. yeah. I was shocked to be honest. And I, I didn't know. Did we like, I'm wondering if in the comics she has a daughter and that's her name or, or something, but obviously it makes sense that she doesn't use the Waller name uh, or maybe her father's name is Abadio or something, but, but that was great. But I'll say this. It's only four episodes. We gotta we we can't like over 
we can't praise this show too much with four episodes, but why not? This is one of the best comic book shows ever made. In my Whoa! Opinion. This is one of the best Whoa! comic book shows ever made. Because here's the thing. Look, it's raunchy and it's violent, but like you probably wouldn't even tune in the first place if that if you weren't okay with those type of things, right? I mean, it's a it's a spin-off of the Suicide Squad, but it's James Gunn and when I watched it, I was like, "Gio, remember I texted you? I was like, Peacemaker is incredible." And I I didn't look at anybody else's reactions online. How come you didn't when text I, me? You when I watched you? the first, I know I should have, right? What the hell? But I mean, Gio's the DC guy, you know. But uh no, like I didn't know Rude. I didn't know anybody else <laughs> liked it that much. Right. And I was watching this. And I, I love was like, it. I, I, think I was like, fantastic. am I the only one who likes this? Like, I haven't heard anybody talk about it. And I was like, and by the end of episode three, I was, this is fantastic. <laughs> and then episode four happens. And they had mentioned some of these things. But when he goes home, he rips his bong. He's drinking <laughs> and he starts thinking like they start showing flashbacks to him. His dad putting the knife in his hand, stabbing that guy to mm-hmm. his brother. I don't know if his brother had a seizure or or whatever happened with his brother. And he's laying on the floor, like crying, bawling his eyes out. I'm like, oh, my God, we've never se- like I can't remember seeing this in a superhero property like this. It, it's We've seen depth in superhero properties, obviously, but not this kind of depth. This is what TV like, can do for them. Yeah, and I'm like, oh my. And I'm not saying like, look, to me, Daredevil season three is probably the best uh, superhero comic book series of all time and uh, season of all time. But I'm not saying it's better than Arrow season two or better than any season of Daredevil yet. I'm just saying like it, I can't remember like being this excited about a show like and and it being so unexpected is the thing like I should have known because it's James Gunn like I should have been expected it to be great but I just I just wasn't sure but it's oh my goodness it's great yeah and Jake you touched on it like the characters that James Gunn surround peacemaker with you got Harcourt I can't I can't remember that other guy's name. Steve Aggie. Oh, what's his glasses? What's let his me name? let me look up the cast I, list. I, I can I can something I have the, oh it's John Economos. Economos. Yeah. yeah, you got him. And then we learned a lot of we, we kind of learned a lot about Mern, you know, the uh the the head of the, the yeah, group of the which or whatever yeah. uh Get get to know him because he actually has a pretty big role in Guardians Three. Oh, that's yeah, right. That's I heard about right. that. Yeah, yeah. He's he's in Guardians Three. So, and Which there's, I mean, there's a good chance he could be playing the villain, possibly. So, but so just- all right. Do you guys think he has been a butterfly throughout since Episode One? Yes. Or he just recently became a butterfly? No, hundred percent. He's been one since Episode One. Okay, I agree with you because remember that scene with him and Economos. I don't know how to pronounce his name, but. Remember that scene where they're like, there's, he's like doing something on a tree and he's like, he's talking about like how he's emotionless and all this stuff. And doesn't, I'm from what I'm understanding, the butterflies are in like full control when they're inside something. Yeah. That's so what it looks like, like. It was kind of like the butterfly saying, cause he was like, you've never said you're chilly. You've never said, oh, I'm hungry. And to me now I'm like, oh, it was the butterfly saying, no, no, I never said any of that. We've, we've then, never, I don't think we've ever met the real Mern. Put yeah, it that way. I, 
Hmm. I agree. I, th- I think that makes sense. And I'm wondering if can a butterfly leave somebody and they still survive? We don't know. But yeah, isn't that we'll what happened see. to the dude in the, in the cave? Yeah, it would make sense. Oh, like, did it? Uh, uh, he he caught it, left. right? He caught it. Yeah. Uh, oh, he caught, it, caught yeah. it. Remember? He didn't kill it. He put it in a no, jar. Did it, but didn't he kill? Didn't he shoot the dude's face off and then it flew out of his face? Yes, but but that means that he pro- that the butterfly could probably leave the body if they wanted to. But if they have a host, they have a host. Yeah, no, that's what yeah. I'm wondering. Like, can they can they leave somebody's body and like that person's still alive afterwards? But I don't know we'll if we'll see. end up seeing it happen. But yeah, I mean, what what do you guys think about the the butterfly stuff? Because I was a little bit thrown off guard just because it's bringing when it happened, which it happened what at the end of episode three, I want to say, right? Yeah. Um, I was so on board with like this weird, outrageous, grounded peacemaker show where he's kind of offing people. And then it goes like full sci-fi with like aliens and stuff. Did did it kind of catch you guys off guard? Because it kind of caught me off guard a little bit. Uh, not not really. Um, I mean, mind you, you know, he was in a movie where it was a giant starfish, and so same. Well, by director. the way, by the way, Project Starfish, Project Butterfly, fantastic yeah. stuff. Fantastic. <laughs> like they just they don't even try to hide it. It's they just don't directly even, they don't what even it try. is. Yes. yes. <laughs> Yeah, but I, I mean, for a split second, I was like, what is that? Oh, it's a butterfly. And then I was like, oh, a butterfly. Okay. So, it, <laughs> yeah, it, no, it gelled I, well with me. I think I agree with you, Jake. At first, it's like, whoa, because you think it's going to be all like hand-to-hand combat, guns, swords, whatever, knives. And then it's like all about the main The main plot is about these aliens investing these bodies or whatever. And I, at first it caught me off guard, but I'm like, okay, think about this takes place in the DCEU. And there, if you consider the context of that, it makes sense. But I think we're going to learn something bigger about them. I, I think so I, too. Def- and definitely. you remember, yeah. what's, is it Judo Master? Yeah. The yeah. character? Yeah. So remember, before he gets shot, he's like, you don't understand. The butterflies, boom, he gets shot. And by the way, I don't think he's dead, and that's bullshit that he's not dead because he got shot. I think Does he dead. have superpowers? I think he's dead. No, because they show Economos. He has him uh, up. He has when he's on the couch. They have him like hooked up to like a monitor and stuff. Still, I'm pretty I sure. I thought that like, was before. I thought that was before here. Before he. No, escaped. they get him back in there. Oh. And I'm like, I because I thought he was dead when he smashed him on the head, <laughs> and then he's still alive. Um, I like that character a lot. But you can't so just I. keep fake deathing somebody like in the same series over and over again. Uh, huh? I thought I I felt. Oh, I guess I. But anyways, when he says like you don't understand the butterflies, and then he gets shot. Obviously, I think there's something bigger going on, which could be good, could be bad, but we'll see. Yeah. So who knows what where it goes next? This this thing can get crazy real fast. Uh, one character we haven't talked about, Vigilante. Yeah, <laughs> dude, this this guy is the definition of psychotic. Yeah, definition. My God, I mean, just him at the table in prison, and just <laughs> like I, I don't quite remember what he said, but what he called the <laughs> tiki torch carrying. He says a lot. Wow. <laughs> And it proceeds to whoop their ass. Like, Where did this like, guy come from? Freddie Stroma. 
like he's been he's been in some stuff uh it's funny someone someone uh i saw it on social media the other day of what else he was in hold on let me click his name because there was another movie he was in that like people were freaking out about oh he played a character in harry potter like a big character in harry potter okay Um, so i like i liked the character and then another great moment in the show when peacemaker can't take the shot on the kids and then when vigilante steps in he's like hey buddy step aside and he takes care of it i was like this character's awesome like he has peacemaker's back he's willing to do what peacemaker peacemaker won't do he's a little crazy and insane because he, he he gets purposefully arrested and like what if he just stayed in jail forever like he's just gonna oh screw it i killed he tries to kill the white dragon or whatever and so uh yeah but that that prison scene was awesome he like at first i was like this is interesting but then he grew on me a lot that whole conversation he has with peacemaker about like uh did you really feel bad that I got my toe cut off and whatnot? He's like, yeah, yeah, I did. <laughs> by yeah. by the way, uh, I think it was episode three when Judo Master uh, captures Peacemaker and he has Peacemaker tied up. And before Vigilante oh. shows up, their conversation back and forth, I could not stop laughing. Like <laughs> the way that the lines were delivered, I just... I I could I can't He's handle it, man. It's Cheetos just, or something. Yes, <laughs> yes. Like I just I couldn't handle it. It was so good. But Vigilante, as far as a character goes, so far has been great. Um, I will stand by the fact that I think he's the most psychotic and uh, messed up person we've ever met in a DCU movie. The dude does not care. Um, I, when he's shooting the kids and stuff, he goes. He's like humming to himself. I'm like, dude, like. We're literally blowing kids' heads off right now. Like, come on. Um, but then in episode four, also that that scene with Harcourt in the car before mm-hmm. um, he goes into jail, right? Of kind of like just kind of revealing himself a little bit. Um, I'm interested where the character goes now that we ended up seeing where he is in episode four. Uh, but I think he's a great addition. He obviously fits in with Peacemaker very well. Um, their relationship is pretty funny. It's a pretty funny relationship. Yeah, it is. And I... I love that he's a super goofy guy, right? Like he, you totally don't believe that he can do what he does. And then that jail scene, cause seeing him do it in the suit is one thing, but like seeing him like not in his suit, seeing his face and he just whoops those dudes ass. No problem whatsoever. I'm like, okay, this dude's a badass. And I, part of me, like, do you guys want to know how he became who he is? Or do you just want to leave it a mystery? Because it's like, we know Peacemaker, his dad trained him since he was a kid, right? But I'm curious, Vigilante Adrian Chase, who was the character on Arrow, if you remember, Jake. He sure um, was. Very Vigilante, different version of the character. Like, how did this guy become a trained fighter badass? Like, what? I, I'm just curious. I, I, don't, I don't know. I mean, I think, I guess, just the name of of him is enough for me to be like, okay, I don't really need to see it. Like he trained himself. He took a that long time sense. doing it. He yeah. was, he's like a super fan and he wow. just became really good at it and became good at killing like the True. wrong side of it. Right. And he could have been, he could be doing this for like 15 years for all we know. Well, you know, he only like, looks 15. So I got it's 15 yeah. years. <laughs> well, let's say <laughs> at oldest, maybe he's 30. So maybe he's been doing it for 10 years. Yeah, I don't know. yeah. <laughs> um, no, I, I he's a great addition. I think he was a great addition to have alongside Peacemaker, and 
Um, he fits in really well. I love when he first pops up, like he's falling around, he's behind the dumpster. He's like, Oh, Hey guys. You know, he like, he just like says like the most funny things in the situations. Yeah. Um, but it makes sense to have him part of the team, right? You're not going to, if this is such like a, uh, black ops style thing that's going on between them, you're not going to call in someone like Deadshot or, or any of those characters. You're going to yeah. get someone like Vigilante who well, is expendable also, just as much. Mern is the one who was like, all right, let's keep, he's on the team now. We can't afford him like spilling the beans. Mm -hmm. And now we know that Mern is a butterfly. So mm -hmm. it's probably, he doesn't want this guy going around talking about what's going on. Yeah. A hundred percent. I agree with that. Man, dude, HBO max. Look, say what you will compare him to Disney plus, whatever, blah, blah, blah. They're doing good with DC content, you know, between this and peacemaker Harley Quinn show season three, uh, Doom Patrol, which I haven't seen yet. Season three, um, I haven't watched that yet. They're doing good stuff, and they got Batgirl, Blue Beetle coming out. Yeah, and They're I think holding... James Gunn is gonna do <clears throat> more for this. Oh, yeah. yeah, he already he already said he has a new uh, another DC show that he's work, gonna be working oh. on. Oh, oh, nice. Yeah, no, for sure. And I like. It's a mixture of DC and James Gunn, right? Like he gets <laughs> so a lot of this has to do with James Gunn, and I'm I just can't wait. Like now I'm like, oh, I can't wait for this the next episode to come out. Like I'm like Thursday, what Thursday morning, right? Yeah, I'm popping it on as soon as I can. We got a uh, Boba Fett on Wednesday, Peacemaker on yeah, Thursday. It's a nice like middle of the week <laughs> to look forward to. It is for sure. Niners on Sunday. We're doing oh, good. Okay, before we move on to that, uh, any final thoughts on Peacemaker, fellas, before we uh, head into our final part of the show? Well, I want to say, so remember when Abadiah was talking to Amanda Waller and she says, you, like, you're the only one who knows the real mission. Uh, do you guys have any guesses on what that is or no? Mm. I mean, no. I guess I haven't Amanda given Waller. it much thought. Yeah, I mean, that's tough. It's I don't know. Yeah. Is a real mission to kill Peacemaker at the end? Who knows? You know, that would maybe, be interesting. Maybe it's, maybe it's to kill them all because of what they did to her. Um, because remember, both yeah, uh, that's true. Both Harcourt and uh, I'm just gonna call him John because I don't want to pronounce his last yeah, name. Yeah, Harcourt call him John and John, on. they both uh, you know, essentially knocked her out at the end of the Suicide Squad, right? Exactly, and I know that yeah. they said at the beginning of the one that like Amanda Waller is screwing them. In, in this crappy job because of what they did, but there could be a, another kind of, you know, motive there. Yeah. I maybe she wants revenge. We've never seen an Amanda Waller that's ever been surprised and hasn't known everything. What if she knows Mern's a butterfly? Like, that's what if true. she's, what if she's trying to hide something that involves the butterflies? Like, what if the butterflies are actually like, something that's necessary or good or something. And that's mm. coming from Amanda Waller, you know, and, and then it's going to turn peacemaker and Harcourt and John and judo master and vigilante, all of them to maybe go after Amanda Waller or something like that. That's a good, I could see, I never even thought about that, but I could see some type of twist where like, it's like the butterflies, they're aliens. They came here to like study earth, to see whether or not they want to attack us or something. And it's actually for a good reason. I could see something like that. Well, remember there was a moment and I think at the end of episode three, where it showed a digital map 
and there were butterflies all over the world. No, that was the end of episode, episode oh, four. That was the last yeah. one. Yeah, that okay. was the last one. That was the I final shot. Forgot about last that. All Damn. over the world. There's hell of That's what I'm saying. Like, well, there, there's obviously <laughs> something else going on because there's no way they're going to be able to kill them all. Like, yeah, there's no way. That's a good point. So it there's definitely something else going on. Um, before we wrap up, the, the one thing I did want to mention is we haven't talked about Peacemaker's dad and being the white dragon. Yeah. Um, and maybe what that's gonna have in the show if it's going to be anything at all if it's going to be like is his white dragon time over because obviously he was a, a big bad super villain at one point we saw the suit he has an interdimensional uh cave oh, that's really that cool interdimensional room is awesome that's I pretty love cool that. the way it works um and the but peacemaker do we helmets are and he, awesome. well, he took them all he took yeah. them all too uh do i mean is do we think that he's going to be back in in like any capacity as the white dragon or if he's going to stay in jail like what is up with this character i don't see him staying in jail much longer um especially given the information that you know he has on the case and whatnot i think at some point all hell is going to break loose and the show is going to get really crazy and um but as far as him putting on the white dragon suit I, I i don't see that i think that's i think that was fan service and whatnot um <laughs> I, I don't see his character going that way me personally so do you think peacemaker could recruit do. him no i actually do seeing it go. i think he's i think the dad's a straight like look he loves i think he secretly does love his son like even though he's a dick to him <laughs> but i think in a way i think his dad is going to be peacemakers true villain of this series not the whole team's villain but i think white dragon is going to be peacemakers main villain when this series is done and he's going to have to confront his dad whether it's in the suits fighting or whatever face to face i think that's it's going to come to that yeah okay all right well uh any final thoughts before we hit before we move on gentlemen good no good man Can't wait for the next one don't Miss the post credit scene on each each episode. I like that. That's pretty cool. Oh, it's kind of like a deleted scene, basically. Yeah. Yeah. Like each episode. Yeah. It's cool. Um, all right. Well, the final thing that we're gonna do tonight, everybody, is we're gonna go through the 2022 MCU Disney Plus series shows. Um, and each of us have given have been given the task of just picking one to be excited about. I know that we can be excited for them all, and that's fair. <laughs> I get that, but for tonight. Uh, you are allowed to just talk about one essentially. And the ones that are officially confirmed to come out in 2022 are Moon Knight, Miss Marvel, She-Hulk, and What If Season 2. Uh, there have been rumblings that Secret Invasion could possibly show up this year. But with a number of movies and shows already slated, you're probably going to be able to see that in the beginning of 2023 because there is no official release date. We're leaving that one out for now. So there are those four shows, Moon Knight, Miss Marvel, She-Hulk, and What If Season 2. Does someone want to talk first? And what show do they want to talk about? You can go ahead, Gio. Um, it's between Moon Knight and She-Hulk, honestly. Um, it's tough because I don't know that much about each character. Um, I'll go She-Hulk just because, you know, I've already talked about Moon Knight. Um I believe She-Hulk was teased in uh, No Way Home. Spoilers. When um, Murdoch says, 
you're going to need a good lawyer or something like that. I wouldn't be surprised if Happy Hogan. Happy, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. If he shows up in She-Hulk, but a courtroom drama, She-Hulk, Bruce Banner. Matt Murdock. Ah, Jacob, I was going to say that. Damn it. <laughs> Son of a beast. He was name. listing names. How can I not list the names? Come on. <laughs> oh, man. I just, I, I don't know. Like, we'll see about this. I mean, you know, everyone would obviously love another Hulk movie or more Hulk, but She Hulk on Disney Plus, for me, this one, I got a good feeling about this one. Um, We've only seen a very little bit, very little bit at the Disney Plus. Like 10 invest- seconds of it, yeah. And we got a logo, an official logo, uh, or title card. I'm sorry, title card. She holds it's a, it's a logo. You're fine. Jim. It's a logo. <laughs> You're fine. Yeah. Uh, I'll, I'll agree with you, man. This, this show, since they dropped that slate of shows, has been one of the ones I've been looking forward to the most. Um, not just because, you know, we do have Bruce Banner coming in and, and kind of mentoring a little bit. Um, but Tatiana Maslany as She-Hulk herself is a brilliant choice. Uh, talking about someone who can play multiple personalities. She played multiple personalities on Orphan Black. Um, and yeah, Jacob mentioned it. This is where we're going to see Matt Murdock next. Like you have Daredevil in it. You have my blessing. Like just give it to me now. Um, so I can't wait to see it. Uh, if he suits up and the rumors are that he's going to be suiting up in his classic red and yellow suit, I'm going to lose my freaking crap whoa um i'm gonna lose it but yeah geo also said it courtroom drama in the mcu we talked about moon knight being a psycho thriller right and and you know playing off of those tropes this is gonna be that inside the courtroom dealing with the case and the key here and obviously jennifer walters we don't know what stage she's at now but she only defends superheroes keep that in mind there are a lot of characters that could possibly pop up. Like we know someone like Jessica Jones gets into a lot of crap. <laughs> what if she yeah, defends she Kristen does. Ritter's Jessica Jones? You know, like it's, it's very, very cool. And um, I love the play that they had in that teaser and uh, the little Easter egg at the end where they were in the seventies clothing and um, that lab photo where, where Bruce Banner's helping her out and stuff. I, it leaves me very excited. I'm excited for them all. But She-Hulk definitely gets me the most excited right now, I'd say. Yeah, I... Man. It's tough. I'm I'm actually really excited for What If Season 2. I loved What If Season 1 so much, and I can't wait for that. But even though I'm a little bit worried about Captain Marvel 2, so I'm going to go with Miss Marvel, because I, I'm a huge Captain Marvel fan, and... I I like Captain Marvel. I don't love it. The is it 2019 version? Mm-hmm. Right? 2019. 2019. I I thought they did a really good job, but I thought it could have been better. And I'm worried about Captain Marvel 2 because unfortunately I've seen Candyman directed by Nia DaCosta, and I did not like Candyman that much, to be honest. I thought it was okay. It, it was a little bit disappointing. I thought it was going to be way better. So I'm hoping that Miss Marvel, Kamala Khan, because I played the Avengers video game, at least like the first like hour of it. And that's where I learned the most about her character. 
So I'm excited to see how they're going to portray her, um, you know, in live action. And I'm hoping that this series will get me more on board for Captain Marvel 2. Because I want the movie to be about Carol Danvers and a, about Captain Marvel. And it looks like they're going to heavily focus on um, Kamala Khan. And what, who's the character from WandaVision again? Uh Oh my God! We oh, know wow. it. We just can't think of it. All the time. <clears throat> tip of our tongue. Oh, Monica Rambo. Yeah, there, Monica Rambo. Uh, and she's. I was going to her superhero name, Proton. Proton. That's why. Yeah, yeah, and but she's in Captain Marvel, obviously, as a little girl. Um, it looks like it's gonna like, it, like be about them three, which is cool. But I, I like still that. want it to be a Karen <laughs> Carol Danvers story. Yep. So like, I'm hoping like this series sets me up to be more excited about Captain Marvel too. But I'm actually really excited for this series on its own to see what they do because if i'm not mistaken is this isn't this the youngest character we've, we're getting yes. in the mcu ever yes. like she's is she even in high school she's no. super young so she sh she's not supposed to she's supposed to be like 13 14 years old yeah so that's going to be interesting how they do it so i'm, I'm excited for it yeah that, that it leaves me I'm I'm very interested. That's the best word I can say about Miss Marvel is it's very interesting on what the route is going and how it's going to bleed into the Marvels. Um, I yeah I, I agree with Jacob. Mar the Marvels is what it's called. First of all, terrible title. Don't like the title. Terrible. Um, it just yeah it leaves me very very uh, weary, if you will. Well, it's um, like a team movie instead I of like a it. Captain Marvel. Movie. Well, I will say and look. <laughs> So it was said that they're going to be in it. We we don't know anything other that they're just going to be in it. So it mm -hmm. could very well still be a very heavily focused Carol Danvers film, which it should be because Carol Danvers has the opportunity to be a centerpiece of the MCU. And if you don't give her a proper sequel, I will be pissed. Anyway, agreed. Um, before we wrap up, I did want to bring up a couple of comments here. Gordon said it would be cool if they brought back Carrie Ann Moss as yeah. Jerry Hogarth. Mm -hmm. She runs a firm. Mm -hmm. She runs a firm. I think she's a lot more likely to show up than something like uh, Jessica Jones just because she does run a law firm. Yeah, that um, makes sense. And then another question from Gordon. Do you think they're going to have her transform into She-Hulk or will she always be transformed? I think the former. She'll definitely be Tatiana Maslany and She-Hulk. Oh, I agree. Yeah. Yeah, we got to see. She'll go back and forth. Well, I know in the comics, if I'm not mistaken, I'm not like huge on the She-Hulk comics, but uh, I'm pretty sure in the comics, she's always She-Hulk. That's what I've heard. That for the most part, she just she does her court cases as She Hulk and all that. Um, and so I I think that for the time being, until she like, and also keep in mind, we don't know this, but she people may not know that she's actually She Hulk right now. Like there might be a moment where she actually reveals herself, mm -hmm. and then from there on out, that's something uh, that we do see. So, um. Yeah. And yeah. if you think about it in the comics, they don't have an actress playing the character. So it's you just it's a drawing. Yeah. You yeah. want to highlight the, the actress playing her as well mm -hmm. as She-Hulk, the character. So I think we'll get a good mix of both. Agreed. Yeah. Agreed. All right, everybody. That's going to wrap up tonight's Apocalypse. Now, thank you so much for hanging out with us. All of you have been watching. Andy, Gordon. I see Nussbaum in there. Curtis, Stardrew, uh, Samir uh wing blade brian for popping in a little while as well mm -hmm. to everybody who's watching thank you so much rd films popped in a little bit um it was fun talk some tv we don't really, we don't get a chance to do that too much on this show but there's a lot of it coming so you'll see a lot more of it uh in the coming time especially if we get too overwhelmed on something like the fandalorian club or marvel rewind 
You might see some split time here as well. Um, but it's it's fun to talk things like Moon Knight and Peacemaker and all that stuff that we don't get to talk about too much. So, uh, But before we head out, we're going to go ahead and uh, do some plugs for our little shows on the outskirts. Gio, I'll let you kick it off, man. Where can everybody find you online? Uh, of course, on here, Thursday's Fandalorian Club. Uh, I enjoy that quite a bit. Even if you're not a Star Wars fanatic or expert or diehard, I mean, come check out the show. Okay, I, I kind of represent all of you out there. I'm with two Star Wars experts, gurus who fill me in, and it makes for a really fun conversation. That's on Thursdays. And uh, Fandom United, coming back in February. January's been taken off, and there's a lot of DC stuff to talk about. A lot of stuff to get into. I'll save for February. So, uh, Jacob. <laughs> Yeah, uh, you can find me on Twitter at JacobBartley824. But also, I have a YouTube channel with Keith Barnes called Bartley and Barnes. And I'm happy to announce that we scheduled our next episode. Finally! Which is supposed is going to be on January 31st. It's going to be our January episode. But it's going to be mainly catching up with Keith, talking to him about what's going on with everything. But also talking to him about all the movie discussions that he missed. We're going to talk No Way Home. We're going to talk the matrix. I know that stuff's old news to most people, but I haven't talked about talked to Keith about any of it. So we're going to, uh, we'll talk peacemaker too. We'll have a blast. So, uh, January 31st, uh, check out Bartley and Barnes, uh, at Qui-Gon Jake on Twitter, two wins. Cause someone else took it before I did a certain point of view on the weekly. If you are into movie trivia or the movie trivia showdown, go ahead and check out that show. We are an after show that covers that all of you in the chat who are putting the rumor train in there. Wrong show wrong show come on guys um i'm also i also do a little show uh called the whiskey jedi i got an episode coming out this week um if you saw some certain castings that happened last week i'm breaking it all down oh uh, with yeah mary elizabeth weinstead and ahsoka alongside uh a whiskey that was given to me by someone in the chat actually uh star ward australian whiskey i'll be trying it for the very Whoa. very first time Nice. Um, super, super excited to break down some Ahsoka stuff with, with my girl, Mary Elizabeth Wine said, uh, you can check that out later this week, but yeah, we are here, uh, twice a week. We have apocalypse now on Tuesdays. We have Fandalorian club on Thursdays, as well as reactions, as well as movie watching challenge and a lot of other stuff going on here. So thank you guys so much for watching. We greatly appreciate it. Hope you guys have a great rest of the week. I'll catch you guys next time.